Hey everyone, and welcome to the Spec Tennis Podcast. I had a theory that because Spec Tennis is easier to learn, that I could actually increase the player to pro ratio in my clinics. And so what I did was I ran a test about 16 weeks ago. I went through the formal process of setting up a junior clinic through a local town near me, and we marketed the clinic as a new way to learn tennis. And I was actually quite nervous going to the class the first day because there were 14 kids signed up for the class, and it was only me as the instructor. And yes, this was intentional. It wasn't an accident. And for those tennis pros out there, we're often used to a four to one or six to one player to coach ratio. And so I figured that the class had to be very well structured with no standing in line waiting for their turn to hit the ball, but rather more cooperative and competitive games against each other since I was the only instructor. Plus, I find that when kids are able to play against each other, they have a lot more fun and they stay in the sport longer than if they're only focused on their technique and hitting the ball, but they never get to play real games against each other. The goal of the class was to get every player to a rallying level within that four-week period because, like I said, they're going to have more fun when they're able to go out and play on their own, play with their parents, play with their peers. They get to see tennis or spec tennis for what it really is. Think about all the other sports out there. You, If you sign up for a soccer team, you practice during the week and then you have a game on the weekend. But unfortunately, tennis is not the same way because if you can't rally, you can't play on a junior team uh, in junior team tennis, for example. It could take a couple of years before you get to that level and many players drop out way before that. Now, at this point, you're probably thinking, Nate, that's insane. 14 kids in a class with just you. That's going to be total chaos. There's going to be a lot of parent complaints. Their their kids aren't getting enough attention from the coach, etc. And I had my doubts as well. But after that first experience of having success and getting those kids to a rallying level, I went ahead and ran two more sessions of four weeks for a total of 12 weeks with between 12 and 14 players in each class. And oftentimes there was a waiting list and there were absolutely no parent complaints. In fact, many came up to me and said that their kids had done tennis classes before and this was by far the most fun experience they'd had and they wanted me to offer it more times per week. Now the structure of the class was the key to success here. So everything I did was rally based. And so even if a player couldn't rally initially, they were working on sending and receiving skills with a partner. So they might be rallying on the ground first, and then they they work on their sending and receiving with throwing and catching. Then they're trapping the ball on the paddle and dropping, bouncing, and hitting it back, or they're uh, trapping it with two paddles and throwing it back, etc. So we went through very specific progressions. And this made it very easy as well to challenge some players or give other players more success. So if a player was struggling, you could move them back to a previous progression. Whereas if a player, it was too easy for someone, you could move them on to the next progression. And this worked great because then you could have players of very different levels playing together and nobody felt like it was a waste of time. Now you're probably wondering like, what did I charge for this class? I charged $50 per player, and so that's a really good return for four hours of my time, right? It was a four-week four class, one hour a week, and I think that you can do the same thing too if you follow this structure. The first important thing I did was keeping the instruction very simple and limited. I find that kids especially, they zone out if you talk to them too much to correct their technique or correct their strategy etc. They don't like that and they just zone out completely. But also since I was the only coach, I needed to keep the instructions very quick, just giving quick tips to help them help guide them along the way. And the second thing was I really believe in self-guided learning. So if a player can figure something out on their own, it's more likely to stick than if a coach is constantly telling them. 
And adding to that, I wanted the players to be able to go home and explain to their parents or their peers what they were working on so they could practice outside of the clinics. And that leads me to my next point of practice. I think there's a really big practice problem in tennis. I'm sure you've all experienced it. You give a great tennis lesson. You're working on something specific, but then the player doesn't practice that before the next week. And it's not always their fault, um, partially because tennis skills are very hard to practice with a player of similar level. So you'll find players, they might go out and hit the ball, but they're not specifically working on what you practice in the lesson. And so as a result, improvement happens pretty slowly. So I wanted to address this problem in the spec tennis clinics. So for the first session, I didn't do this, but I should have. First session, I brought the paddles to every clinic and let the players borrow the paddles for that class. But for the subsequent sessions, I decided players needed to take paddles home with them. So I gave them the option of either renting or buying a paddle that they would take home with them so that they could practice on their own. And the results were very noticeable because it was evident that the players were actually practicing on their own in the second and third sessions. And in case you don't know, spec tennis can really be practiced anywhere. I had someone send in a video of them practicing at the airport the other day. Think about what other sports you can play at the airport. But it can be done in a very small space, even in the house. And it can be fun even if only one person has a paddle. So let's say the parent doesn't have a paddle, but the, the kid does. The parent can toss in the ball. They can play certain games working on a specific skill in the driveway, in a parking lot, on any tennis court, pickleball court, etc., and have a lot of fun with it. And the parent doesn't need to be that good even if they if they have a paddle as well. They don't need to be that good to be able to rally with their kid. Whereas in tennis, that's often a disaster when the parent goes out and they try to rally with their kid, they start coaching them, etc. And so not only did I fit 14 kids on a tennis court and generated pretty good revenue from that, but I also feel that I delivered a very high quality product. And if I didn't feel that way, I would have stopped doing the clinic after that first session, right? That first session was a test and then I continued after that. So using this mentality, think about how many more players you can now fit in your program if you do it like this and how many more players you can impact and get to enjoy and love spec tennis and tennis. And the byproduct of this is that I truly believe you can develop players faster with spec tennis because players are having success more often. They're able to get to a rallying level faster. They're having more fun, which means they want to come back. They want to do more classes and they want to actually practice on their own. And you're giving them the tools to do it. So it's really a win-win situation all around. Now you're probably wondering if you can use spec tennis for adults as well. And the answer is 100%. And one main reason is that because spec tennis is its own sport, adults don't see it as kids tennis, right? That's one of the problems I see with the ROGY system is that adults don't want to play it even if they should when they're starting out because they see it as kids tennis. They're using smaller kids rackets and they're using a kids ball. But spec tennis being its own sport takes away that blockage. And so for example, I taught two ladies in a tennis lesson for the past nine months, a weekly lesson. They came to a tennis lesson, but I started them off with spec tennis. I gave them two paddles to take home with them, and they were expected to practice on their own with the paddles and bring the paddles to every lesson. Every new tennis skill that I introduced, I introduced it with spec tennis first so that they had success, they had fun, they were able to rally, get good exercise, and hit a lot of balls in the court. A lot less frustration than if we would have done that with tennis. And then once they got it, then I transitioned them to the tennis racket. So they were applying the same skills that they had already learned and become confident with, but just with a different tool. And I'm 100% convinced that these two ladies reached a higher level in tennis 
than they would have had we been going with the tennis racket the whole time. And so if you'd like to learn more, I'm happy to get on a call with you. Send me an email, nate at spectennis.com. If you want to see how you can implement this into your tennis program, I truly believe that you can generate a ton of revenue from spec tennis if you use a system like this. And it's really going to complement what you're already doing in your tennis program. With spec tennis, you have the ability to attract new players to your program that otherwise wouldn't come out because they see a lower barrier of entry in spec tennis. You're going to retain them better because they're having more fun, more success. They're actually able to play the game rather than just hit the ball and then go to the back of a line. You'll be able to develop players faster because they're more enthusiastic about playing. They have more success. They're able to go practice on their own. And there's not that many people in the country or in the world teaching spec tennis yet. And so you can be one of the first ones in your area. And I truly believe that's a great opportunity. Thanks for listening to the spec tennis podcast today. Once again, send me an email, nate at spectennis.com if you'd like to get on a call and learn more. And we'll catch you next week. 